Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. So it's good to be here this morning. It's good to bring the Word of God. The Word has power, and the Word is effectual. So when we hear the Word, something happens on the inside of us, because as we allow the Scripture to breathe, the Holy Spirit breathes on it. And as He breathes on it, something happens on the inside of us. And I love that, because there's something wrong when we read the Word, and we're like, what was that about? So when we read the Word, there has to be some kind of change. We're changed from glory to glory, faith to faith, strength to strength, as the Scriptures say. So, as you read this morning, I'm believing in faith that there'll be some kind of downloads this morning. Is that okay? There'll be some downloads and there'll be some offloads. What I mean by offloads is there'll be some settings changed where, where we preach, where we bring the Word. Something will change on the inside of us, and, and ways of thinking that are not aligned with the kingdom of God or the Word of God will, will flee from us, and, and, and our mindset will be one of the King and His kingdom. Isn't that good? Thank you. You're welcome. So this morning, I want to continue on a wee series that we've been doing, and we've been preaching from Matthew chapter 5, blessed are those, which is the Beatitudes. We know that Jesus sat His disciples on the side of a hill, we know that there were crowds there. So Jesus was preaching to the crowd, but he was also preaching to his core. But here's the thing about the Beatitudes. Jesus today is also preaching to us. And that's the power and the influence of Jesus Christ, his disciples, his apostles who wrote the Scripture, the Apostle Paul and others who have written things down. And these words have an amazing influence to bring about change in our lives today. So something that was written down a couple of thousand years ago, this morning will have an impact on our lives. So Jesus sat down and he, and he preached. So we're going through some of these uh, Beatitudes, but this morning we're going to look at peacemakers. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Jesus said, blessed or, or happy, we're singing, oh, happy days this morning. Blessed, happy are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. There's something about peace. I love the word peace from the, the Hebrew word shalom, which means to rub on. It doesn't just mean like breathe in the peace. It means like the anointing that's rubbed on. It permeates the skin, the spirit, the soul, and the body. And I love Hebraic thinking where it's holistic. It's not just peace for a church meeting or, or, or peace in a prayer meeting, but it's for peace in the marketplace. There's something about the word peace that just goes beyond what we understand in English. And, and, and I love the word peace. So when Jesus is talking about peace, He's talking about the shalom of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. Note this, Jesus didn't say peacekeeper. A peacekeeper, you know, when you see the United Nations special peacekeepers, they're going to keep the peace. 
they don't go and enforce the peace or make the peace. They just tend to keep the peace. So the word peacekeeper is more aligned with what you call like a, a passive sense of, of keeping peace, where a peacemaker is a pursuer of peace. In other words, they're going to chase down until peace is established and peace comes into situations or peace comes into people's lives. So there's something about being a peacemaker. It's not a place of passivity. It's a place of pursuit. So as we sit in the presence of God, as we sit and listen to His Word, there's something about a download of the peace of God. There's an offload of negative attitudes, but there's a download of the, the mindset of Christ. There's a download of the peace of God. But something takes place as we, as we take steps of faith to be a peacemaker. In our words, to touch other people's lives. You see, we've, we've, we're given peace with God. What a glorious gift we are given. But God's heart is that others come to know Him as well. And the evangelists, yes, may they arise, but may the church arise as peacemakers where we take the Word, we take the shalom, we take the peace of God, and, and, and we bring it to others because so many people are crying out to be reconciled to God. In recent days, I've, I've, be, before I was a Christian, I, I know a lot of people, and, um, well, not a lot, well, I say, yeah, quite a lot, and uh, I've, I've kind of, some of them have been chatting to me, like from, we've not seen one another for 30 years, so rather than saying, what are you doing now, I said, this is what I'm doing, and I've sent them sermons, and you know what, some of them have come back and said, I, I want to meet up with you. Isn't that good? See, there's something because something within my natural flesh has said, don't do it. Don't, don't reach out to them. You'll make an, uh, an ass of yourself. You'll make a fool of yourself. You'll look an idiot. Any credibility that you think you do have will go down the toilet in one flush, one click. But guess what? Some are responding. Isn't that amazing? So, so God's the God of the breakthroughs, and, and He wants us to be peacemakers. So this morning as, I, as I'm preaching, I'm preaching to myself, I want to be more of a peacemaker, someone who takes the peace, not just sits on the peace, but someone that takes the peace and will permeate the atmosphere, the institutions, and the places of work, and, and our spheres of influence in this nation, where, wherever that might be. So the, the, the thing with Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus is a peacemaker. So people talk, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You've heard that one, haven't you? And, and the thing is, Jesus, yes, he was gentle, he was meek, he was mild, but he was also a table turner. When he saw the, so the peacemaker, the manifestation of the peacemaker, when he saw the hypocrisy of some of the, the religious people in the temple selling doves and selling things, and he, he just turned the tables, and it was like, that's, that's, that's peacemaking. That's Jesus peacemaking. You see, sometimes when we think of peacemaking, we're thinking, all we, I can't sing that great, but you know that song, all we are saying is, give, all the old guys know it, give, all the old hippies know it, give peace a chance. All we are saying is give peace. I'm one of these old hippies, just to relate. Don't get offended. It's a peacemaker, making peace. So, uh, yeah, so peacemakers. So, all we are saying is give peace a chance. So, we think it's a passive, so like hash smoking, hippie around the table thing. Peacemaking. Jesus, Jesus went out and he confronted. He called the Pharisees hypocrites. He says that you strain gnats or ants or little lice through your teeth. You're trying to, you're trying to do things. You're trying to measure up 
dill and spices on, on the Sabbath, and you're trying to get all these things right, but you don't have justice at heart. You don't love the poor. You don't love people. You're, you're all about being right, but you're not about being righteous as in justice. So there's something that Jesus is challenging people with, with, with um, be, being a peacemaker. Jesus also confront, comforted the sinner, brought, brought challenge through grace. Like the woman caught in adultery, he didn't say, go and adulterize and have a happy life and may the peace of the Lord, shalom be with you, darling. He didn't say that. He said, sweetie, he said, go and sin no more. Because he brought the grace face to face. And then, then he said, go and sin no more. And that's the peacemaking power of Jesus. See, Jesus did it in an instant. But with us, it might take months to have that conversation with people. Jesus had that influence. Some of us might have that influence in an instant, but the, in an instance. But with the culture that we live in, with the background that we've, we, we, we face today, I believe the power of God is going to break through in relationships. Blessed are the peacemaker. So Jesus wasn't a peacekeeper. He was a peacemaker. If he, it says in Philippians 4, verse 7, and the peace, shalom of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we are the peace-loving people of God. We are the peacers. That's not such a word, I know. But we are the peace people. All we are saying, we are the peace people. We've got the shalom. We've got the peace of Jesus Christ inside us. Come on. So when the storms come, I love these songs this morning, singing about when storms come, the peace of God that transcends all understanding is with us in the midst of it. When we're tested in the fire, there's something powerful about these tests of fire, but there's something incredible about the Holy Spirit who dwelleth, so like my King James, who dwells on the inside of us. And, and that peace of Christ is in us. It's powerful and it's incredible. And it's important that we allow the presence and the peace of God to overwhelm the circumstances and to be able to stand in the midst of that scariness and say, God, you are with me. You are with me. So number one is be at peace. Be a peace person. Know the peace of God in your life. Number two is download the peace. John 14, 25. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said, which he did. 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Oh my gosh, the Word of God is so powerful. How about some of us meditating on that as, as some of our daily bread? Give us thy day, thy daily bread. If you're a warrior, not a warrior, but a warrior, if you struggle with worry, if you struggle with a lack of peace, bang that magnet on your fridge or put it on your iPhone. Take a picture of the Bible and make it on your phone. Make it the photograph. If you're a warrior, if you lack peace in your life, write it down on a piece of paper and send it to five of your friends and say, pray for me. This is my biggest battle. You know, some people's depression, some people's mental illness, some people it's substance abuse or addiction. For some people, the biggest battle is losing your peace over the silliest little thing. But you know what? You're only human. 
And every single one of us struggles with a peace factor. I'll tell you why. Because in our humanity, we can lose it quickly. Because we're intellectual beings, but we're also emotional beings. And sometimes our emotions get the better of us. But it's important to know the power of God's Word. So that was from Matthew, sorry, John 14, verse 25. And, and he talks about this peace I leave with you. What a powerful piece of peace. So the next point is be the peace. I'm going to read to you a little bit from Acts chapter 7. And this is when Stephen was getting stoned. Not that kind of stoned, but they were chucking bricks at the boy. Okay, so Stephen was one of, like the deacons, one of the guys that waited on tables amongst the apostles in the early Jerusalem church. And many, many people, thousands of people were coming to know Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, as the Christ. They were coming to know him, the Christ. They were coming to know him. And there were some amazing things taking place. And Stephen saw miracles where people were getting healed and signs and wonders were happening. And they accused him of blasphemy and they stoned him. But in the midst of his death, in the midst of him dying, it says that, Luke, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. As they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. That's Paul the Apostle. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. In our words, he was brown bread. You see, in the midst of his dying, his worst moment, where he could have been screaming in agony, he looked unto Jesus and had a revelation of Jesus whom he loved and saw the resurrected, glorified Christ in the midst of his pain. So it's important that we be the peace. Don't be a screamer, be a dreamer. Look to Jesus. See Him in every circumstance. See Him in the midst of the difficulties. If Stephen can get stoned for Christ, bricks on the head I'm talking about. If Stephen can get stoned for Jesus, we can face some stuff as well. If Jesus has, has taken everything on the cross for us, why don't we just download the peace on a daily? Jesus, give me your peace. Jesus, give me your peace. Spirit of God, flood me with your peace. Come on, some of you struggle with anxiety. Some of you struggle with fear. Some of you struggle with stress and strain on the heart. Some of you got stresses and strains in your bodies, but it's time to arise and say, Jesus, flood me with your peace. Jesus, give me your peace. Let your peace not just, not just flood my mind and my heart, but flood my whole being. Let my body be healed as, as, as I hear and, and, and know your shalom, know your peace on the inside of me. Let your peace permeate my heart. Let it touch my mind. Let it touch my body. And let everything know your peace, O oh God. Come on, Jesus. Fill me up with your peace. Come on. And Jesus hears the cry of his church's heart. I'll tell you why. Because so often we're passive. So often we're even passive in our prayers, where we speak unto the Lord like He might do it, He maybe do it, He might not do it, He maybe not, He's, my goodness, the Word says to boldly come before the throne of grace. And ours, we stand before Him knowing confidently that we're forgiven, that we're set free, that we're a son and daughter of grace, that we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that His peace that goes beyond all understanding will, will catch us, will lift us up, 
and take us above and beyond the fears and the fires and the circles and the, the torments and the thunder and the rain and the lightning and all these things that threaten us. But my goodness, the men and women of God and the, the, the whole of the Scripture, you see how people are, are, are delivered and set free from these things. And if Stephen can stand in the midst of that stoning, Stephen was an inspiration. You see, in the midst of his peace transfer, something happened because not only was, 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 was Stephen transitioned and transformed into, into heaven in that moment, but something took place spiritually in that moment. You see, something happened to see Stephen, but the man who was holding the coats was transformed a little while later, after breathing murderous threats against the house of God, but something changed within him, and it was a revelation of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> you see, Stephen manifested. Stephen demonstrated what it means to be a peacemaker because he demonstrated what Jesus said on the cross. He said, Father, please forgive them for they know not what they do. That's what Jesus said. And Stephen acted the same. He said, Lord Jesus, receive my my spirit. And he said, Lord, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. You see, even in his death, even in his download of peace in the midst of what appeared destruction, he was prophesying something that would take place in the future. He said, God, please forgive them. And in the midst of that, there must have been something that touched. That might have been the seed that went into the heart of the man called Saul that became Paul. You see, peace has power. Peacemakers have power. Not in our own strength, not in our human strength, but in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we bring peace into situations. The next point is breathe the peace. Jesus breathed in, his, in, in, in John 20, 2021. Jesus said to them, peace to you as the Father has sent me, also I send you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. You see, in the midst of receiving the Spirit, when Jesus breathed on the disciples, there was someone took place, there was a transfer of peace, and peace is so important to the Messiah. He wants, to, he wants us to be filled and riddled with His peace. He wants His peace to just, you know, to, to be breathed on us, but He wants us to be living, breathing peace machines. When we go into, we can breathe on people. I don't mean, you know, you go on people. I don't mean that. What I mean is we, we take the aroma and the fragrance of Jesus Christ, but there's something that will take place as we are with people, and His peace is powerful, and His peace will change everything. The, the next point, it might be the last one. There might be an hour 10. But the, the next point is be a son. Be a son or be a daughter. You know, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons, both male and female, sons of God. Well, if I can be called the bride of Christ, you can be a son, female. Come on. So, uh, if we're, uh, be, be a son. They're called the sons of God or the daughters of God. So, blessed are the peacemakers. Jesus at the end, <clears throat> Jesus at the end of uh, the sermon, and everyone who hears these words of mine Matthew 7, 26. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. In our words, we need to be careful because Jesus wants us to be obedient to His Word. He wants us to grab His sermons, not just intellectually, 
not just emotionally, but he wants us to grab them holistically. And it becomes part of our lifestyle. Blessed are the peacemakers. There's something about it. And Jesus said that, you know, we, we, we need to build our lives on the rock, the rock of the truth of who Jesus is, but also the rock of his teachings as well. You know, blessed, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. I don't believe that obedience is, is, is optional. I believe that obedience to what Jesus says is crucial, and we must do it, and we must become these peacemakers. There's, there's, something, about, <clears throat> there's something about Jesus and his teachings that are quite incredible because they were so counterculture. They were so counterintuitive. They didn't go with the flow of the religious people at the time, but they went, they went against the religiosity. And, and Jesus broke the mold. And, and Jesus is asking his followers to be, to, 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 to be peacemakers. Now, at the time, the context of when Jesus taught this, the, the, there, was no, there was no cross you know, it hadn't taken place yet. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ hadn't taken place. So after the cross, after the resurrection, after the coming of Pentecost, it's like these teachings became so real and so apparent, and they memorize them, and they remember them, and they document them. Blessed are the peacemakers. One of the, <clears throat> one of the keys, and our key to give you, is that peacemakers push for peace. Our Father is in heaven, is a peacemaker. So, if our Father is a peacemaker, therefore His children will be peacemakers. So, Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker, where He reconciled man with God through His act on the cross, His sacrifice on the cross. The good news is that Jesus is asking us to be peacemakers. The bad news is peacemaking doesn't always work. I'm sorry to announce that to you today. Some people do not want to know about the peace of God. Some people do not, some Christians don't want to be reconciled with one another. They don't want to be humble and, and make peace with other people. They don't, want to, they don't want to be humble. So peacemaking is a work of art. But what I'd say to you today is never, ever give up. Never be the one who gives up. Never be the one that backs down and backs off. Peacemaking is powerful. So push, push, push for peace. When there's some people in political situations, they, they push for, for, for peace. They're peacemakers. They're rescuers of peace. They're rescuers of people. I can think, where's Craig? Craig worked with an organization, what they're called again. We help sponsor them. Hope for Justice. And the guy, what's the guy that leads the company? Sorry, excuse me a moment. What's the guy that leads it? Ben Cooley. I, I, I went to one of his conferences, and Ben is, you know, if you think I'm a little wired a bit weird, he is like totally off the page. And uh, he, uh, you know, God, he, he heard a, a thing about human trafficking, and uh, he heard that there were so many millions of people still enslaved, particularly children, mainly girls, in prostitution, and horrible and dark things. And uh, he said, I'm going to do something about it. And you know, some of you know the story. He, he set up a meeting. He had, he had just, I think it was six weeks, and he booked the Manchester Arena. And by the time they organized it, they had 6,000 people show up to a meeting. You see, there's something unctional about a peacemaker. 
Come on, there's something about a peacemaker and a rescuer where we say, do you know what, there's something on the inside of me that says I have got to do something about that. I'm preaching to people in this room here this morning. I'm not preaching, you know, this sermon will go online. If you're listening online, this might be for you as well. But for some people in this room here this morning, I'm preaching to you. I believe the Holy Spirit's bringing conviction of His Word. He wants you to be a peacemaker. He wants you to rise up and do some extreme things for Jesus. He might have called you to go someplace or fight for some people. There's people here today who, who are fighting for people who are on addictions, and they fight for them because they're, they're peacemakers. Where's Fiamma? Fiamma's a peacemaker. She fights for people to get free of addiction and all these things. Anybody who's struggled through addiction here this, this morning, God is calling you to be a peacemaker. He wants you to fight for others as well. He's calling you for one who will receive the mercy of a missionary or a minister, but He's calling you to be a missionary and a minister, someone who will go out and tell others about Jesus. There's something about being called to be a peacemaker that is so significant. You could go through the Scriptures and say, aye, that's an evangelist. Aye, that's an apostle. Aye, that's a prophet because they're prophesying. Do you know what, church? We're all called to be peacemakers. Amen? Come on. Let's all stand to our feet. just want to pray this morning. You'll never believe this. I finished my sermon seven minutes early. Do you believe it? Come on, miracles do happen. Miracle. I was given 30 minutes, and it only took, what, seven from 30? 23 minutes. <clears throat> but in rounding up the sermon, I'm going to take seven minutes to say a prayer. Just kidding, just kidding. So, this morning, we're going to ask the Spirit of God just to download stuff. Where, where you're not at peace, take it off and just say, get off of me in Jesus' name. I refuse this lack of peace and give it to the Lord. And we're going to ask the Lord for a significant download here this morning because some of you are going to go make peace, God's peace, to people in a very significant way. Could, would you believe it if we prophesied here this morning that there's people who are going to win people to Jesus and they might win 10 people. You'd be like, come on. You know, David Wilkinson, Wilkerson in the 50s or 60s in New York, when he went to some of the toughest gangs, some of the guys that he led to a meeting in faith, a guy called Israel, and I've forgotten the other two guys' names. They've gone out Mahid. Anyway, two very significant gang leaders who were nuts. And uh, they got saved. They had a flash, a blind of light. They're just like, wow, the lights have gone on. And suddenly they came to know Jesus. And in that moment, to today, some of them have led 2.5 million people, like people putting their hands up at meetings. I don't know how many have gone through to be disciples. But isn't that significant? Isn't that awesome? How many people are in this room today has God called to do that kind of thing? I don't know. But here's the thing. If He's called you, obey Him. And just lead one person at a time to Jesus because he wants to do significant things in and through people here for the glory of God. Because significance, significance comes as we obey the Word, as we hear Him and we love Him. So we just pray, Heavenly Father, right now, we pray, oh God, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You, Jesus, for Your teachings. We thank You for the be-attitudes. There weren't do-attitudes, there were be-attitudes. But Lord, You want us to be, but with that Word, You want us to do. You want us to go and make peace and reconcile the world to you, O oh God. Father, I pray for the evangelists as they're historically known, but biblically they're, they're peacemakers. They go and lead people to Jesus. I just pray, O oh God, that that 
significance, that kingdom mindset, that thing of being a peacemaker would manifest in us all. Father, I ask you to forgive us where there's timidity. Lord, you said you've given us a spirit of boldness and um, not a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind, a spirit of boldness. So we ask you, God, to lift off the timidity. I ask that for myself. You forgive me, oh God. Forgive us. Lord, we've allowed, like, we fear. Your word says in Proverbs that the fear of man is a dangerous trap. Forgive us, oh God, to allow these, like, snares of fear to rule us, and they're not even real, they're just fears. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us. Ian preached into that last week. We preach into it again today, pray into it again today. You deliver us of these fears, and we'd be ones that would help many come to know you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Lord. In, in my hands, I have, I have a sword. The Bible describes itself as an axe. A sword it's like water that refreshes there's there's lots of uh, descriptions where itself describes itself but I want to invite you here today if you don't know Jesus the Jewish Messiah that came 2,000 years ago to rescue us from our sins and bedevilment to rescue us from you know where we're, we're so we're so lost and in need of a Savior and we're announcing to you today Jesus has come and uh, there's a lot of people believe in Jesus through every tribe, almost every tribe, tongue and nation throughout the earth today. And, and the invitation, this is not my invitation, this is his invitation. I'm just, I'm just giving you his invitation. If you would like to know Jesus here today, I'm going to ask you to do something bold and not bow to a fear of man or a fear of trap. But if you would like to know Jesus here today, I'm going to ask us all just to bow our heads and, and pray this prayer with me. And if you mean this with all your heart, just say it, just say it. Then I want you to respond and we're going to get you a Bible for free here this morning. So just pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. And you demonstrated that love by sending Jesus. And I thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for me, for that sacrifice, for your blood that was shed so that I can be free from the power of sin and the power of death. Rescue me this morning and let me know you. Holy Spirit, seal me now with eternal salvation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Just with every eye closed, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you meant it with all your heart, just, just raise your hand here this morning be honored to bring you a Bible in this room here today. If anybody here this morning, just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Just sense the Holy Spirit saying to some people here this morning that He, he is giving you the keys of reconciliation, that He's given you a kingdom vision, a heavenly vision, where there's many in places of darkness who don't know Jesus, but Jesus is saying, I'm giving you the key of reconciliation, and you're going to help many, many people come to know Jesus, and you've just said, like Mary said, Lord, how can this be, when her pregnancy was announced, and you're saying to the Lord, how can this be, and God is going to reveal that to you, so heavenly keys have been revealed for reconciliation. 
Thank you, Jesus. Can I invite us right now just to pray for those who are lost? We pray for those that don't know, know Jesus in our spheres of influence, wherever they may be. I don't know what your work is or what school you go to. I know some of you, but this morning, let's just pray. We just, Father, we submit that to you this morning. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we just pray for those that we can touch with your peace as your peacemakers. you guys is to play quietly in the background. Sorry. I know you like to play loud, but we're going to go quiet this morning. I want to, I want to pray. I just sense the Spirit of God say to pray uh, with musicians here this morning. So, are you a musician? That means you. Are you a singer? That means you. I, I want to pray with some people that are musicians. I just believe that God's going to multiply musicianship and songship, songwriting, various things like that in, in the house of God. He's just going to multiply it. So if that's you here this morning, you can come forward. If any of the band want to pray for you, you can come forward. But I just want to pray with musicians here this morning. Just come forward. If you're a musician, you sing, you lead music, you play the accord. Even if you play the bagpipes, you can come forward. All the back. Is anybody here a bagpipe player? Nobody. There is one. There's one. There's Paul. He's a bagpipe player. Do you have your bagpipes on you? You don't? Okay. It's okay. So guys, you can move forward. You need to move forward. There's more people coming forward. So uh, we're going to need some help here this morning. We want to we wanna pray, but not only we want to pray the will of God for these peace, peacemakers, but we, we want to pray on their musicianship. Because some of you, the, the, you feel like the musicianship has died and you've buried, I believe the Holy Spirit's rebuking burying of the gift. If you've buried the gift, you need to repent and say, sorry, God. And the gift is going to come forth again. So we want to pray over musicianship this morning. So uh, I'm saying, Lord, help me pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for all these musicians. Could I, could I get some of the elders, the ministry team leaders, the small group leaders, can you come and help me pray? going to pray over these guys here this morning. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. Can I invite you all just to lift your hands to heaven? We're going to, I'll just pray to start. Heavenly Father, I pray that you touch every single one of these musicians here this morning. Holy Spirit, thank you for your call upon your their lives. And Lord, Lord, I thank you this gift will not go dormant. Hallelujah. You're going to bring it to the fore. You're going to bring it out. You're going to, you're going to cause it to happen. You're going to release it in small groups. You're going to release it on platforms. You're going to release it in new locations. There's new things emerging. Spirit of God, we thank you for what you're doing right now, right now. And Father, just as I um, pray over everyone, I just pray for a reactivation, a reactivation of the gift of music, particularly in worship, in singing, in bands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Backpipes. The whole shebang. Let it be. Holy Spirit, just release them now. Release. Be loosed in Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Come and help me pray. Let's just, those of you in the congregation, we're going to sing some songs of worship. I'm going to invite people to pray with every single one of these people. But don't feel like you're missing out. You're a partaker. Just pray for them. Just say, Lord, bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Also, as we move towards the end of the meeting today, if you put you in your heart of hearts, you follow Jesus today. So I want to know him. Just come forward and we've got some Bible. Just come and ask me. We've got some Bibles to give you. So let's pray. So let's just reach out our hands. We're going to pray for every single one of them. Hallelujah.